Welcome to Shelf Logic, the official podcast of the Maricopa County Library District. Welcome back to Shelf Logic. I am Paige. I'm a youth librarian here at Queen Creek, and today I am joined by... My name's Tasha, and I am the teen librarian at the Queen Creek location. And today we're going to be talking about horror movies and horror books for that Halloween season. Now, I have to give full disclosure, this was my idea, but I am really, really not good with horror. <laughs> so when you're listening to this, just take my suggestions or my recommendations kind of as the mild horror of it all. And then maybe Tasha would be maybe a little bit better mid, maybe? I, I'm a good, like, mid to some... I really like psychological horror, so I have some good psychological recommendations, but not necessarily slasher. I'm not a very body horror-aimed person. Yeah, well, and that's the other thing about horror is that it's very subjective. Like, I'm kind of yeah. same with you in that slasher films are not scary to me. Mm-hmm. I remember watching Chainsaw Massacre on TV with my sister one Halloween. Admittedly, it was on TV, so very edited, I suppose. Yeah. But... I wasn't scared by all the blood, which maybe is a little concerning for me. Uh, <laughs> it's a different kind. Like, body horror is a very different kind of thing. Like, yeah. And, like, for some people, it's really scary. For some people, it's fascinating. Mm. Or, like, like it's a very, it's just, it's a specific genre that I don't have a lot of experience in, <laughs> to be honest. Maybe for me, it wasn't immersive enough. Well. Although, did you see, or have you heard about the one where the guy turns into a walrus? No. I think it's called Walrus, and it's it's like a psychological but also body horror one because he's like, he's captured, he's in captivity, and over time his captor turns him into a walrus, like oh. melts his legs together so he can't kick their one like Flynn. It's body horror and like a weird one. Jeez. But there's not a, slasher, but different body horror. I think there's a Jeff Goldblum film too where doesn't he turn into a fly slowly over time yeah or you have like those old school books like the cockroach one or shoe bag or metamorphosis yeah i think is the name of it okay well that's a whole genre yes yeah (laughs) (laughs) i haven't dived too deeply into it but maybe after this podcast i'll get some recommendations (laughs) for it and not read them Okay, so we're going to start off with, um, and I'll let you go first on this. What are some of your favorite horror movies? So when I was like trying to think of this question, I kind of like broke them up into some categories. Like what are some that I've really liked that are recent versus like what were some of my first films? Like when I was a kid, I considered these horror at the time, you know, and they are pretty scary. Like Jumanji and Gremlins were like my kid horror films that terrified me and I watched them over and over again. <laughs> it's funny that you bring up Gremlins because I just pulled for Sendless today, which is essentially when people put items on hold, we call it Sendless when we grab them. But I just pulled Gremlins today <laughs> and it was in general section, in the general section instead of horror. And I remember thinking to myself, is, is this right? Like, it's a spooky movie. You can't let the Gremlin get wet. Like, <laughs> there's like rules. And when you break the rules, there's consequences. Kind of monkey paw-esque. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, no, that one, it, it made an impression on me for sure. Jumanji scared me too, actually. The ginormous, I think what really got me was the ginormous mosquitoes bit. Yeah. Did you know they made a second one in space? It was like Zathora. Ooh. That one scared me even more because it had like aliens that spawned in and the aliens ate meat and, you know, wear meat. So it was like this whole thing. And I remember that one was even scarier. Like I could, 
I only watched Zathora once, but I would rewatch Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that, actually. I thought, I mean, I thought the, you know, the one with The Rock was the first sequel, but okay. Zathora? Zathora. Zathora. It's uh, Jumanji in space. Jumanji in space. They play a space board game instead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good to know. Good to know. Anything else? Uh, so those were like the ones when I was a kid. And then my first horror movie was Signs. I have that written down too. I really, I really loved how it all came together. You know, like there were hints throughout the movie and then at the end, like it all works to solve. Like everything that was just like in the movie mattered. Yeah. And I really liked that like filmography and stuff like that. And that's what I like in horror movies when there's, it doesn't need to be an explanation, but I like when things kind of click, when the scary kind of gets resolved in some way. Yeah. A mystery element almost. Yeah. Something yeah. to solve. I, I like that about Signs as well. And I liked the drama aspect of it um, mm-hmm. in that it wasn't just a horror movie, but it also made you feel for the family. And it wasn't just yeah. straight out scares, but they have backstories and you're trying to figure that. I mean, most... The asthma matters. Like, yeah. everything matters. <laughs> most movies, I mean, attempt to put that in there. But I think it was one of those where it's like you said, yeah, I liked that everything came together and you're just like, oh, that's why, that's why. And then how, how does this one connect? And you're still trying to figure things out like my more recent one of my favorite movies is i think similar to science and how it plays out but it's the quiet place yeah that's one of my favorites i have that one as well i really loved the use of sign language like it was framed really well in the film i love that they used a deaf actress i loved all the noise and elements coming up there is a moment of body horror with a nail in the film but they like alluded to it multiple times beforehand so it like made you even more on edge and the whole story like it just was a really good drama story as well of this family but Mm -hmm. also like the horror and the tension of the situation yes i mean i definitely cried during a quiet place and it wasn't because i was scared well we'll try to keep it spoiler free yeah (laughs) as much as possible (laughs) it is a horror film there are scary things there's monsters well and it was scary in a new way in that very little jump scares in A Quiet Place. Yeah. And I'm a big movie soundtrack person. Ah, yeah. and a very little soundtrack, too. I think very little, if none. I don't even know if there yeah. was. And so it just amplified what they were trying to do in that sound is the enemy. Yeah. Every sound is scary, mm-hmm. essentially. I remember watching it. I watched it in the theaters. And, you know, the theaters have all these nice big speakers, so mm-hmm. sound can really be amplified. And it was so different to be in a silent theater. Like, yeah. Everything was silent. You could hear a pin drop. You were very in the moment of the quiet place. It was amazing. A really good sound design, a lack of sound design. Lack of sound points. design. <laughs> Makes it hard to eat Twizzlers, though. Yes, yes, yes. You become the loud person very quickly. <laughs> Anything else that you wanted to point out for horror movies? Recent ones that I've also really liked, I've been really liking Jordan Peele's films. So mm. Get Out, Us, and Nope. And I like them all for very specific different reasons. Very psychological. I know you mentioned yeah. you liked that at the beginning. Yeah, he definitely does psychological. And I think that's why I really like his films. And then other like older ones, I really like The Thing. <laughs> I didn't. I watched it for the first time not too long ago. And like, it's all practical effects and they live up. Like they're still really good practical effects. Like the puppets are, yeah. you can't tell they're really puppets. It's, it's a good horror film. <laughs> I think I've actually, I don't think I've ever seen The Thing, but I, I really am interested in kind of the behind the scenes of movies sometimes. Yeah. I remember one of my podcasts where I was talking about the behind the scenes, things that went wrong on set almost. Oh, okay. And things that went right. And they did The Thing and they said that the practical effects were amazing in it, but mm-hmm. also kind of chaotic. <laughs> yes, yes. Like I know, so there's a dog thing. I know that puppet was very hard for them to manage at times. Yeah. But it looks great in the film. I think the same week I watched The Thing and then I watched the first Alien movie. 
And I understand, and it would have been a great horror, scary movie at the time, but some of the puppets made me laugh, like, watching it now in modern, like, I know, like, Alien, like, it's classic, where, like, it jumps out of his chest. Yeah. The little puppet that jumps out of his chest, like, it was silly looking, (laughs) and, and, like, I shouldn't have been laughing, like, it was a very high-tension movie, but it did make me giggle, like, it was just, the effects were good, but they're just slightly different, so it was interesting watching kind of that older special effect. Yeah, I think that really does play into sometimes what we find scary. Like I said at the beginning, I think horror can be subjective. When I think back, I have Poltergeist on my list, just kind of as a classic. Mm -hmm. I always get scared when the little girl goes, you know, they're here. Like, that girl is creepy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really like her (laughs) because she scares me. But when it comes down to maybe some of the other special effects, I didn't grow up in that time, so sometimes it's not as scary to me. Whereas for my dad, pretty stoic guy, I remember one Halloween we were watching Poltergeist and something else. Like he was just, you know, doing that double yeah. play almost on the DVR. And we would he would switch over to Poltergeist and then when we went to commercial, he would just switch over to something else. And so we were mainly watching Poltergeist. Okay. But when things started going down <laughs> You switched. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't a commercial and he switched over. <laughs> and I remember thinking well, that was weird. And I turned to him and I was like, hey, dad, can we switch back to Poltergeist? And he just looks at me and he goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not this time. So Poltergeist, I think it was one of those originals that really, really scared my dad. He was pretty, I don't know when, I can't remember when it came out, in the 80s? Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. So he was very much a teenager, early adult at that time. So the right age range to be freaked out. For, for, sure. for the film's target audience. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, so I have Poltergeist on my list, too, just for the ambiance, almost, like, the creepiness of it. But the the practical effects, I mean, at at the time, amazing, but don't really get me as much. Yeah, and that's how I felt about, like, the Alien movies. Mm. But The Thing does hold up. If you haven't watched it, I do recommend that one for you. The Thing. I will write it down. And that's um, Kurt Russell, right? I believe so. I'm not very good at names of famous people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, I'm pretty sure I'm right. I, I'll watch anything with a young Kurt Russell. That's, <laughs> that's easy. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really well done. It's fun. I don't know if you've ever played, like, the board games, like, Werewolf or stuff like that, where, like, I one have. of you is a trait. It's kind of that vibe, right? Yeah. Like, one of you's the thing, but you don't know which one. Yeah, and um, I think I know the ending. It's very open-ended, right? The movie? Yeah, it's fun, though. Okay. <laughs> very scary if you're ever alone in the Arctic. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Not that I'm planning to ever be alone in the Arctic. I'll, yeah, I'll try to avoid that myself. <laughs> Any library conferences going on in the Arctic we are You'll out. say no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going on that um, plane and boat ride. Yeah. <laughs> I So all those were like movies. I've watched one kind of like horror TV show, mm. The Stand, like when they redid Stephen King on HBO. Yes. And I really liked that one. I really liked the, the like miniseries. But that's mm. the only kind of like scary miniseries I've seen and that's more like psychological too yeah I didn't even think about tv so much but I think on Netflix there's Mike Flanagan has he's the director mm-hmm. or writer I think maybe writer and director possibly just writer possibly just director uh <laughs> <laughs> I did I'm I'm on the cusp at this moment I'm not sure I guess I could look it up but eh. so Mike Flanagan he's uh he did a retelling of I think the book is called The Turning of the Screw, but the TV series called Haunting of... Haunting of... Oh, oh, he did three. He did, yeah. like, uh, Bly Manor, 
Bly Manor, yeah. Um, the he had the island ha- one with the vampires. Oh yeah. Um, and and there was a third one. It was Haunting like, on Hill Manor or something. Yeah, yeah. No, I've heard really good things about all three of those series, and that they're all very good. But I have not seen them all. I um, I got into them a little bit. I think Hill Manor was probably the best. The better one. The better one. I did like Bly Manor. There was one part where I jumped out of my chair, very scared. Uh huh. <laughs> and then the 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 last one, which it is the vampire one. See, I've heard the most positive things about the island vampire one. Have you heard them from Lynn? Because I think she liked it. Um, no. Lynn is <laughs> to to give you some background information. Lynn is our Queen Creek horror expert. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I once heard her describing a movie to somebody, and she said it was disturbing. And then she followed that up with, you should totally watch it. <laughs> it's a great film. Very disturbing. <laughs> Which is really funny because Lynn is a very quiet-mannered woman and just very mm-hmm. soft-spoken and very positive all the time. And yeah, she loves horror movies. I I wanted to get some of her recommendations and she does, comes in late today, so I missed the mark on that one. But <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Haunting on Hill Manor. Anyway, those are some good TV series. Yeah. Yeah, And yeah. then uh, this, you said The Stand, right? The Stand. Mm-hmm. That's a Stephen King. Can't go wrong with Stephen King. Yeah, I actually haven't read very much of Stephen King. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, when we get into the books, it'll be very obvious that I am not, like I said, I am mild horror. <laughs> well, and Stephen King's not just horror. He actually has some that are in very different genres. Yeah. yeah. Supernatural, some sci-fi, I think. Yeah, some just like coming-of-age stories, yeah. too. I think Stephen King actually really dislikes that he's been labeled as a horror author. Like, he likes just writing what he feels like of a story. Oh, okay. Which he's more than a one-trick pony. I mean, he definitely is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's there's a lot of variety in his books, but I haven't read very many of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably more than me because my count is uh, zero. <laughs> I've I've tried to. I have not okay. finished okay. either. <laughs> We're so good at recommending horror books. I mean, honestly, anything yeah. Stephen King is an easy recommendation for people that like horror. I don't. I've never come across somebody that re- actually reads horror. Uh, that doesn't like at least one. I feel like they tend to be either like, if they like Stephen King, they're really into Stephen King, or they're really into like Cthulhu horror, mm. right? Like Lovecraftian horror, like very more big monsters, yeah. the psychological that kind of way. Like, yeah. Not that there's not overlap between people liking both horror genres, but those tend to be like either they first ask for like a Lovecraftian book, or they ask for a Stephen King book. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Well, okay, so I'm going to go over my list a bit quick. Like I said, some of them were on your list. I also have The Sixth Sense by the same director. It was one that I watched as a kid, and I just was very, very terrified. Now that I watch it as an adult, I do still enjoy it, just because Mm -hmm. you can watch it. It's very rewatchable, I think. And I'm a little bit less gotten in by some of the um, quick scares. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So as a kid, it was terrifying. Now as an adult, it's very rich in content, I think. Yeah, no, it has a fun story. Yeah. And then I had A Quiet Place, yeah. And then I have uh, What Lies Beneath. So this is a 2000 movie, and I've only watched it a couple times, but there's a few scenes in it that just stay with me. And it's actually, it was directed by Robert Zemeckis, who is Forrest Gump, Back to the Future. So very much known for more lighthearted adventure stuff. But yeah, he did horror amazingly, I have to say. And it's Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer as the leads. Super, super good. I really, really enjoyed it. Very scary in my, well, in my opinion. (laughs) And it stopped me from taking baths for a good solid year, probably. So is it a, sorry, I haven't seen that one. Is that one like water horror then? Is it like 
a monster? Is it psychological? It's psych. It's a little psychological. You would probably okay. like this. So I'm going to give it just a very general premise. Um, yeah. Harrison Ford, he's a professor. And I don't know why that sticks in my head. But Michelle Pfeiffer his, is his wife. And the house that she's in is getting a little haunted. And she's trying to figure out who it is that's haunting the house. And so it's kind of the okay. journey of figuring out why they're haunting the house and who they are. Essentially. Okay, that's yeah. fun. Yeah, and has a crazy third act. <laughs> <laughs> it is fun when stories flip on itself. I remember we watched a, a horror movie in Halloween during my Spanish class. So it was a Spanish horror film in Spanish. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, it was called The Orphan, but it's not the one that you think of when you hear of The Orphan. Mm, okay. um, it might have been like The Orphanage, but it was it was in Spanish, the title. And this it had a three-act tale. And we finished the movie on the second act. And she's just like, there you go. You can go home. And I was like, and it ended pretty nice and resolved. Like, it was a happy ending. Oh, no. And I was like, but that's not the end of the movie. So I went home and I found it. And the third act completely undoes any happiness from the second act. Like, it was it was a very sad ending. Oh, no. <laughs> but I was like, I see why the teacher was like, that's the end. <laughs> We've done it. School. Yeah. <laughs> very cool. Okay, so the others that I have, I have one class, or older, or classic, uh, Rear Window mm-hmm. by Alfred Hitchcock, uh, 1954, Jimmy Stewart and Grace Kelly. And, I mean, it really doesn't even have, it's very much more of a, maybe a thriller. Okay. And so the concept is, Jimmy Stewart is a photographer, Grace Kelly is his girlfriend, and he's broken his leg during photography. <laughs> Getting a really good shot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so he's stuck in his apartment complex, and pretty much what he does is he just watches his neighbors. If you ever think of, there was a remake of it, Disturbia with Shia LaBeouf, which is a similar concept, yeah. It's kind of like they did remade Rear Window, but in modern, essentially. But Rear Window is really, really fun. So Jimmy Stewart is convinced that one of his neighbors has killed his wife, and he's trying to figure out... If he's insane or correct or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the concept. Have you ever seen it? You haven't. I haven't seen that one now. Love it. Well, though, I I guess if you're, do you like classical movies? I don't watch a ton, but my spouse is really into them. So I've started Mm. watching more. Okay. um, When it's uh, my spouse's turn to pick the film. Gotcha. (laughs) Well, it is a good one. I much prefer it to the more famous The Birds from Alfred Hitchcock. Because Mm -hmm. like I said, I think it's just that. So the special effects in the birds cracks me yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to... It can um, take you out of it sometimes when it's bad special yeah, effects. Yeah, it, it's hard to be scared when the fake birds are <laughs> flapping their wings. That's my opinion. I don't I don't hold others to it. Yeah. And then I'm going to end with The Woman in Black. The Woman in Black is uh, Daniel Radcliffe, actually, uh, <laughs> right after Harry Potter. <laughs> He's doing such fun projects now. Like, I love seeing what Daniel Radcliffe is in, because he always just does something that makes him happy and fun. I know, yeah. And, and I love seeing his best life. It's He's fun. already done that big blockbuster, and he's like, yeah, I'm just gonna chill a little yeah, bit. like, I love the Miracle Workers. I haven't seen that. I've Fun TV show. Not horror. Very comedy. Oh, I have heard of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they're uh, working in the office up in heaven or something Yeah, like and that. they have to do miracles. But that's only season one. Every season, it's a different plot. Really? Different, they all are different characters. It's a different time period. It's it's a oh, different thing each time. So it's almost like American Horror Story. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So they had one where they're pioneers. It's different every time. I did not know that. <laughs> Recommend wow. it. It's a funny show. Okay. Um, but that's not what this is about. <laughs> We're talking horror. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. 
Anyway, so Daniel Radcliffe, The Woman in Black, it is kind of a straight up more ghost story. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's not breaking any molds really at all. It's not The Quiet Place. It's not a masterpiece or yeah. anything like that. But I really, really enjoy it. I think it's a little bit overlooked and it's just a good scare fest without being too scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get that. I haven't watched a lot of ghost horror films, or I guess supernatural horror films. Supernatural. But I did really like Insidious. Oh, yeah. And then I also, against, most people hate, hated the second one, but I really liked that it, like, like explained it. the first one. Yeah. I thought that was really neat. I really liked the, that duo, at least, of Insidious 1 and Insidious 2. The other ones are kind of different stories. I actually have kind of a funny story. Um, when I was in college, my freshman year, I didn't have a car up there. But my sister came up from the Valley, and I went to NAU, so Flagstaff area. So she came up to visit me, and we decided to go see a movie. Uh, mm-hmm. But we could only make the late show, like the 10 o'clock show. And the only 10 o'clock show was Insidious 2. And we're like, oh, okay, it's kind of spooky season. Let's go see Insidious 2. Never seen Insidious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the beginning was a little uh, like, what's it had going to be on? Because <laughs> it is very continuous, continuing yeah. the story. But really enjoyed it. Super scary. By the time we got out of the movie theater, the buses had already stopped. <laughs> so we just had to walk home. Oh, no. And Flagstaff is very envi- environmentally oriented. So they are what's called a dark city because they like to kind oh, of preserve the stars. There's not like a lot of exactly. light pollution. Yes. So it was a super scary walk home. We saw a skunk and got totally freaked out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we made it home alive, obviously, but, <laughs> but very spooked. Yeah. <laughs> so if you ever go see horror movies, just make sure you have a car to drive back home and <laughs> make sure you have a way to return because <laughs> <laughs> you will be scared otherwise. Anyway, okay, so out of the kind of the ones that we've talked about, what is maybe just a few, one or two that you would recommend the most? I'd recommend Get Out. Um, I'd recommend Nope. So Jordan Peele's movies, Mm. I think, and then The Quiet Place. I think those would be the highest recommendations. Okay, some modern horror, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think that it has really been getting good lately, according to Lynn, um, because I, again... I've not watched Well, much. I really liked, um, in the theaters just recently, uh, Talk to Me was really mm. good as well. Okay. Um, the one with the, the hand, if you've seen any trailers, there's like a petrified mummy hand. Um, mm. So that one's really good. I think the horror genre has been adapting and doing some really interesting things. Agreed. For me, the ones that I would recommend the most, mm, okay, I'm going to go with What Lies Beneath and Rear Window. And I guess I'm more talking to you because I think you would really like those two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I wrote them down. <laughs> Yes, and just because I think that What Lies Beneath, it was very popular at the time, but I think it's gotten a little bit forgotten, uh, Mm -hmm. and I think we could revisit it, and I think it would hold up still. And then Rear Window, it's Jimmy Stewart, but in a very non-Jimmy Stewart role, so I think Mm -hmm. it's a fun watch, if nothing else. Now, moving on to books, do you have any book recommendations, horror-wise? So, horror-wise, I don't read a lot of things that we'd have shelled in our horror genre. I tend to read, if I'm going to read horror, it's typically manga. Okay. Um, I think anime struggles to do horror. There's not Mm. very many good horror anime series because it's just hard to keep up with like the animation style. Like you have to make shortcuts to animate something. Whereas in the manga form can like really do like that horrific drawings. Like Jinji Ito is really popular for his very horrific things. And every time they kind of adapt his stories, it always like loses it. Like Mm. it's just not, not Mm -hmm. as good. There's a few good anime. Like I'd recommend the first season of Promised Neverland. Higarashi, which is When They Cry, or Shiki. I think those three do it really well as okay. anime and manga. 
because they're more psychological. Okay. Um, and so, like, you know, it doesn't need to have realistic looking blood or stuff like that to be spooky. Like, it's the, the psychological aspect that is strongest. Um, so those are the manga that I really read. Or I've read Frankenstein or Dracula, you know, like classics, yeah. old, like beginning the genre. Yeah. Um, but I haven't read like a ton of modern horror. Same. Yes. Well, okay. I do have, I, I scrounged up three. Oh, nice. Um, and actually, I forgot about Frankenstein. I, I really liked Frankenstein. Yeah. It's not really scary, but you can't really blame it for that because it really was the beginning Kind of, like, of, sci-fi and horror and all yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, and it really holds up today, I think. Mary mm-hmm. Shelley did an excellent job. Not, oh, I was going to say not relying on tropes, but there were no tropes. <laughs> she she laid really good foundations. Like, she was playing with a lot of new things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And really set the mold, almost. Not yeah. broke the mold, but set the mold. And, I mean, we've just been riding her coattails. <laughs> we keep remaking Frankenstein. <laughs> For a good reason. Yeah. So I have... Besides Frankenstein, I have three that I wrote down. So one I actually read recently, and it was more psychological, which I think mm-hmm. books tend to be more psychological. It's hard to do yeah. straight out gore fest in a book, though I haven't tried hard, so <laughs> maybe it is out there. I'm sure it's out there. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. Okay, so I have, this is a teen novel, and I'm actually not even sure if it's housed in horror genre. It might be mystery, but... It was a good read. The Lie Tree by Frances Hardinge. And then the other two, just my childhood nightmares, essentially. I have, and they, I didn't know this at the time, but they were they were by the same person. So um, <laughs> Alvin Schwartz just ruined my childhood when it came to horror, <laughs> um, which I don't think I'm alone in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alvin Schwartz and R.L. Stein. Thank you very much. I have In a Dark, Dark Room and Other Scary Stories, which is actually a reader. And that's the one we kind of talked about. Oh, we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. Yeah. With the the girl with the The scarf around her neck. Yeah, that was one of my favorite stories as a kid. I'd read it like under the bed, like my little flashlight. I yeah. loved, like, scary stories to tell in the dark and all that kind of stuff. And that's the other one. Scary stories to tell in the dark. Specifically, the Herald story, who is the scarecrow. Okay. Nightmares, nightmares. And I think because I attempted horror as a kid and was just traumatized. <laughs> you didn't uh, try as a teen. <laughs> <laughs> no. I very much stayed away. I mean, I have read Edgar Allan Poe in classes. And even in class, like the classroom setting in the middle of the day, Edgar Allan Poe scared the crap out of me. As a teenager, so. I liked the one with the heart under the floorboards. Yeah. I also remember the the pendulum. Okay. Where there has to be uh, the Spanish Inquisition, and I think he was nailed to the floor and the pendulum slowly swinging above him. Yeah. And he's just sitting there waiting to die. <laughs> okay, so you did remind me when you were talking about first book, the teen one, I have read a teen horror book recently. Mm. I don't know if I'd recommend it to very many people. Okay. It's called The Taking of Jake Livingston. It's a ghost story. Yeah. Um, but it's also a lot about school shootings. Really? Uh, okay. So it's like a modern day horror about ghosts and the ghost is a school shooter. And it rotates perspectives between this kid that can see ghosts and sees that his school is very haunted from all these people in the past. And then the perspective of that school shooter ghost okay it was i've listened to it as an audiobook do not recommend very scary there's like <laughs> spider scenes and they put in the effects of spiders crawling oh. like it was very very good audio design of an audiobook but also very creepy so it's it was different i haven't read something like that before 
but it was definitely on the scarier end and like has sensitive topics too so like yeah. be careful like if it's something that would be hard for you to read yeah well actually i can i've seen it i can see picture the cover in my head and the yeah. cover is kind of that normal teen cover where it's kind of the um illustration of the guy kind of a little bit cartoony not cartoony but yeah. you know uh, it's mostly face human like yeah, yeah 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 so uh, when i saw it i thought it was going to be almost comedic horror but you're just saying that it's it, it's horror it's horror okay. yeah 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 <laughs> school shooting <laughs> bullying Dang. Uh, ghosts it's it's an intense horror book for, okay for, but it is targeted towards teens like i yeah. wouldn't say it's an adult book like no. it is a teen horror book but it's it's intense for yeah yeah okay i wish i could give some adult recommendations besides the classics you know you got edgar Allan poe you got mary shelley you got dracula <laughs> lovecraft Stephen Ed- King. lovecraft yes <laughs> My go-to is Stephen King without having read any Stephen King. And mm-hmm. it just legitimately is. I mean, our next question that I have written down here is, what's scarier, books or movies when it comes to horror? And for me, books are 100% more scary than movies. I can watch a scary movie and I'm like, ooh, get a little chill. Yeah. And then I move on with my life and maybe it pops up every once in a while. But books, oh my gosh. Uh, for At least for me, they stick with me. I remember even, I was the kid at night. Yeah. I shared a, bed, a room with my sisters and we would have the hallway light on and the door open so we would have a little, you know, not completely dark. And I was the kid that would be next to the hallway reading a book. <laughs> and I remember attempting to read and it was, I tried to find this title and I couldn't. And if I recall correctly, it was almost like a La Llorona retelling. Oh, okay. And I think it was set in Italy, somewhere around there. And... I had to stop halfway through because I swear, like, you know, you're reading about this woman walking through the town and all the kids are kind of coming out um, and following her. And I started, I swear, I was like, I started hearing her singing and like in the corner of my eye, she was there. She's going to take me. Yes. So I just crawled under my bed and I was a scaredy cat as a kid. If it's, I mean, that doesn't come as a shock, I'm sure. And yeah, just gone. I was hiding the rest of the night i don't even know if i got any sleep that's that's also very cute mm, yeah well <laughs> i kind of like the image of a little kid hiding under the sheets <laughs> yeah because you were reading that's good <laughs> <laughs> i'll stick with ella enchanted that was my go-to <laughs> oh that's a fun story um yeah yeah i horror movies sometimes are more scary for me than okay. books specifically i think like supernatural things like yeah. where i don't feel like everything was defined that can haunt me right like stick yeah. around yeah i don't <laughs> picture things in my head so like reading books i don't see any visuals so sometimes that makes things less scary for me right like i don't see the big scene with the blood or something like that right like, it's yeah. not very visually impactful which is why i like a lot of psychological things yeah but movies can give i can't walk away i can't not imagine it it's right there but it also means like if the effects aren't good it doesn't have that impact. Yeah, you have to be surrounded by the story almost. Yeah, it has to be very engaging, very consuming. All right. Oh, that's good to know. Oh, okay. So we're going to end on this question here, and I'm very excited about this question, actually. But what was one horror movie or book so bad, and I put in parentheses, non-scary, it was actually good or worth watching? <laughs> uh, so the first one I ha- would I would have to give for this one, and the main one has to be old. Um, It's M. Night Shyamalan. It's one of his more recent movies. Not his most recent. I think the most recent is Knock at the Cabin. And that one was good. I do recommend that one. Mm -hmm. But the one before that was old where they're on the beach and they age really fast. You've seen the trailer. (laughs) And that's basically the summary of the whole movie. Like they go there, they age really fast. But the dialogue is so poorly written. And like 
it's in the trailer, I'm pretty sure, but one of them, like, one of the kids gets old so fast, it gets pregnant, it has a baby, like, all in, like, a minute. Like, it's mm. very fast. And the lines are so funny. Like, you can tell that they're supposed to be, f- that they're traumatized and they're freaking out, but it's not written that way. Yeah. Like, it's just written very awkwardly. And I have never laughed so hard in a theater with other people. Like, it was a fun time. Like, the scary <laughs> monster at the end was also oh, really the- funny. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know there was a monster at the end. The scene is to invoke that kind of feel, mm. but it fails. Okay. It's funny. It's not supposed to be. It very <laughs> much so is not supposed to be funny. And it feels bad to say that I found it hilarious because right. the characters are in pain. It's just, it's just a mess and mm. it's a funny mess. I loved it. <laughs> it kind of sounds like maybe he tried to do too many things in a movie, maybe? Old is actually originally a graphic novel called Sandcastle. That's oh, what I it's based on. Okay. And Sandcastle is actually a really great, I would highly recommend it for like its scary aspect, the psychological horror, and like the place. When M. Night Shyamalan adapted it, he wanted to change the ending, right? He needs his twist endings. Like that's mm-hmm. what he's known for. And when he did that, I think he kind of ruined the story and what made it land and what made it impactful. So it kind of changed the point. Okay. And it old kind of lost the point of the story. Like it's no longer about these concepts that can be psychologically terrifying. Right. Like it's just a weird movie where people are trapped on a beach. Gotcha. Where Sandcastle is psychologically like terrifying it's a very good graphic novel that's good to know okay m night Shyamalan, not the best with adaptations yeah (laughs) (laughs) but i'm not gonna lie it's kind of like you almost have to try every movie i I go to all of them because i'm like even if it's bad it's usually good bad yeah (laughs) Uh, the visit i would say more good than bad but even stuff in there i'm just like oh yeah 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 that one was funny at times (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but Different. yeah, he was showed up on both of our lists. Showed up twice on mine, The Sixth Sense and Signs. And mm-hmm. I didn't even include this just because it's not too much of, I don't know if it's too much of a horror movie. Yeah. The Village. I love The Village. Okay. I know it's a little bit slower pace. I feel like a lot of people name that movie as the beginning of his downfall. So it's funny no. to know that you really liked it. <laughs> well, and this is, I can't take credit for this viewpoint, but I heard this and I think it's kind of true in that yeah. the... When they made The Village and they made the trailer for The Village, they kind of made it look like nonstop slamming you with that thriller. Yeah, slamming you with that very intense thriller. And it's not really that. It is more of a slow burn. Slow burn. Has some scares, has some moments. So I have a communication undergrad and I love The Village from that aspect of like, oh, okay. What binds this community together and like what keeps them there and what are their motivations and. Mm-hmm. stuff like that so that's why i didn't recommend it as a horror movie because i kind of see it more as a, a different genre almost and that's what i kind of feel so the other one i wrote down i just wrote down two titles for this question is megan oh megan yeah the movie when i saw the trailer so i was like this is completely a joke movie like you know <laughs> they made this as like a spoof on horror but when you're actually watching megan you can tell they have some serious points like yeah. they were trying to say something but it's also the movie where the doll looks like a girl dances really weird. Like, it has, like, these very comedic moments that it plays into those. But it also is trying to, like, make those psychological horror, like, AI robot kind of points. And it's kind of clashes. Mm. Like, I don't know. I still really liked it. It was funny. It was engaging. But it also, at times, like, they needed to have picked a lane. Like, I think it would have really? been better if they either went super into the comedy okay. or super into the realism and, like, moments like that. Do you think they were kind of trying to do a version of Scream almost where 
they made fun of the tropes, but then also did. I, I think so. Yeah, that that mm-hmm. might have been more their goal. But I'm also confused. Okay. Like I, I don't know. But it was it was fun. <laughs> 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 Not scary, but they had elements of scary in there. I feel like that's another one that I I don't know that I could watch it. Um, mm-hmm. because for me, you know, we all have those irrational fears. Yeah, dolls, one hundred percent. Okay, yeah. <laughs> dolls are creepy. We we have um, dolls in our storage room that uh-huh. I think are pretty creepy too. Those porcelain yeah. dolls. Yeah, we did get a big donation of porcelain dolls, and don't we don't know what to do with them? Um, <laughs> They'll be used in our haunted house, maybe. <laughs> they probably will. Okay, so for me, I have two as well, and I will stand by one of them and say that it is much better than the other one. And Mm -hmm. that might be because I watched it as a kid. And so the one that I think has some value is The Haunting. And I know that's a basic title. It's the 1999 The Haunting. And this cast is stacked. (laughs) It has Liam Neeson, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Owen Wilson, and then the main character is Lily Taylor, which you might not know that by name, but Lily Taylor is in all the Conjuring movies. Well, not oh. all the Conjuring movies, sorry. The first Conjuring movie, she's the, the mother. Okay. And she's kind of a horror movie staple. She's in a lot of different ones. So, huge cast. Yeah. And the concept of it is that Liam Neeson is a professor and he's doing a sleep study, but he's really not doing a sleep study He's just saying he's doing a sleep study and he's trying to do a study on people that have trouble sleeping and he's putting them in a like huge mansion that's supposed to be like messing with their minds a little bit. (laughs) They don't think the house is haunted, but it turns out to be haunted. And Lily Taylor is the main character. She's more connected to the house than originally appears. And so Mm -hmm. it kind of goes down that road. Again, I watched it as a kid and I legitimately, I I was scared by it. So this might be lingering feelings Mm -hmm. from a kid but it has um a five on imdb (laughs) 17 percent on rotten tomatoes it is not critically acclaimed in the slightest um i'm not really pitching this very well yes it can be a little bit quirky i don't know that the storyline is the best but i think it's a fun ride nonetheless Mm -hmm. all right the other one (laughs) is the the bye bye man and this came out in 2017. I probably, I think I mentioned this a little bit maybe when we were talking about doing the podcast. But the way that I saw this movie, so back when I was in college, my summer job was I'd come back down and I'd work at the movie theater. And me and my sister both worked at the movie theater. And you could get tickets for you and then some friends. So one Saturday, I think we just randomly were like, oh, let's just go see, it's Halloween, you know, it's October, let's go see a horror movie. And so we got tickets for me and my friends and of course it was last minute, so we were like in the second row, it was not great. Mm -hmm. Um, Very upfront. Yeah, very, very upfront, but the theater was packed because it was a weekend. And we're all watching the Bye Bye movie and it starts and beginning, maybe a little bit scary, but then from there it just went so downhill. And like I said, packed theater. By the end, we were all laughing. (laughs) You would have thought it was a comedy. Uh, (laughs) The theater can make a big impact on like these movies. It's really fun to be in a theater all laughing at a film together. Yeah, so my recommendation is this is 100% watch it 
get a group of friends together knowing that it sucks. <laughs> like, yeah. it is not a good horror movie. But I have never laughed so much in a movie theater. I'm convinced. Like, I, I've seen a lot of th- great movies in the movie theater. The Proposal. Love that movie. Laughed like crazy. Mm-hmm. I probably laughed more in the Bye Bye Man. <laughs> <laughs> so, that is my kind of recommendation in that it's so bad that you really should watch it and enjoy yourself. <laughs> have the experience. Have the experience. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> All right. Well, any last thoughts? Uh, no, I think we mentioned a lot of different movies. Not as many books, but a lot of different movies for sure. <laughs> and we, you can check out movies at the library too. Absolutely. I think that it probably is just that the, the movie side of horror keeps growing and growing and growing and getting bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the book side of, I think it's really hard to do horror in books well. Yeah. So I think that that's why... In our library, the adult horror section, the kids' horror section, the teen horror section are always one of the smallest genres. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So we'll blame that (laughs) for our lack of books. It's not as many choices. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But thank you guys so much for joining us. Everything that we've mentioned in this podcast, even the -the on-the-cuff bits, you can find them in the library. They're available through our catalog. Please check them out. Let us know what you think. Please let us know if we've missed something. We definitely have, I'm sure. Um, I wish I could have given you some super, super scary stuff from Lynn, but she'll (laughs) We'll just have to catch her next time, I guess. (laughs) But thank you guys so much. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Shelf Logic. Make sure to hit subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Follow us on social media where we are at MCLDAZ.